This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Shuggies. Yeah, Shuggies is on a mission to sweeten people's lives and create little moments of happiness and joy every day. Shuggies is infused cane sugar and infused agave nectar. You can use Shuggies wherever you want. Make something a little bit sweeter, you know? Stir it into your coffee in the morning, drizzle some agave nectar over fresh raspberries. Ooh, I would put some in my hot chocolate. Or you could bake with it, add it to an apple crisp for that extra special mwah. <laughs> yeah, add a little kiss to any dish with Shuggies. Check them out at Shuggies.com. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com. Or find them on Instagram at that Shuggies feeling. Ooh, I want that feeling all the time. Elevate your everyday with Shuggies. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Oh, wait. I, I should say, Merry, <laughs> Merry Holidays, Mary Jane. Happy Marijuana. <laughs> no, wait. Have a Marijuana Christmas. Yeah. Have yourself a very Marijuana. Holiday. What do you say? <laughs> well, because you're not allowed to say Marijuana anymore. Well. And you can't say Merry Christmas because it's not inclusive enough. Right. Ha- happy Honda Days, Mary Jane. Honda Days? Yeah. What, did you buy me a car? Hell yeah. Have a, I hope you have an amazing Toyota-thon. <laughs> Are you going to put a big bow on it? <laughs> That's the hardest part about buying a car, Just I think. Finding the bow? Yeah, you got to find that big bow. Where do you big, Where do you get big bows? I know because I actually bought one once. What? Yeah. Um... Amazon? I don't remember. But you yeah. found a big bow on Amazon? I got a big bow. What was, did you get somebody a car? I did. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Did you yeah. really? And we're not friends anymore. Isn't that fucked up? Oh, wow. They should give that car back. Here's a, no, here's a lesson in gift giving that I actually learned through that. It was a friend of mine who I was very close to at the time. She had moved to a very kind of like far away part of New York and she didn't have a car and she was just commuting by bus. Um, and I just thought it would be a great idea for all of us to like get together and um, pool our money and get her like a cheap car. And she, uh, it, it made her feel bad. Oh, fuck her. No, I, I, it's interesting because I think there are certain times in life when like if you're struggling a little bit and someone gives you a gift that like acknowledges the struggle in a way that makes you feel um, ashamed of what you're going through. I don't know. I just really remember hmm. like we were very, very close friends and I felt like that was the tipping point because we're not friends anymore. And I, I looked back through our whole friendship and I was like, I think that was the moment where she felt um, patronized or something. That's not your responsibility to, like, navigate how she may react to what seems like a very thoughtful thing where friends are coming together for another friend to try and just, like, lighten their load a little. Uh, But it also taught me a lesson that, like, I can't fix anything for anyone else. And I think it was, that's what, the intention behind the gift was to fix something for her that she was working on fixing for herself. And that, to me, is a great lesson in gift giving in general because it wasn't really a gift. It was actually a bit of a burden for her. She was like, I've got this. Back, Back off, you know? And I think that, like, if we ever were to speak again which I don't think we will because we're like <laughs> it's forever broken she drove across the country in that car she was like see a sucker <laughs> fuck you <laughs> no but um I think that that definitely like my um when I ruminated on it I was like I'm just going to be more careful with my gift giving in future and never try to fix something for someone with a gift I just want to give something to someone that they will enjoy that I will enjoy giving to them and not wow. try and be like you need this and I'm giving it to you and now you're indebted to me. You know what I mean? Which wasn't my intention with her. Yeah. But I think that's how it felt to her. It's hard for me to wrap my head around what you're saying, but I also know that you're correct. It's just that I can't, I can't see, it, it feels, what's the word when, when it's like, grow up and fucking just like <laughs> deal with it. I don't, do you know what I mean? Like sure. to me, that's, that's my approach on something like that is like, seriously, mm. we're all your friend yeah. and you're not big enough to just be like, dang, that's fucking cool. But I know I'm wrong because of the way you're saying it is so much more obviously correct. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around. It's definitely, uh, it takes some thinking about like if you're trying to give someone a big gift that is like a practical thing for their life, Really think about it, you yeah. know? I, I, I would definitely take a minute before I, before I would do something like that again. Oh, by the way, 
the Aladdin with Robin Williams. Yeah. We when we rewatched it recently, still holds up, still so good. It's still so fucking good, and I cannot believe that they remade it. Like the fucking stones on those people to even try. Yeah, it's the same way I feel about SpongeBob. Where like now that the creator of SpongeBob died, his last wish he was like, please do not reboot, remake, do offshoots, just keep it pure. And now that he's dead, Disney's like, yes, <laughs> now we can make all the things that are against his wishes. Fuck. I don't fucking like that Will Smith. Like took nobody a took a fucking paycheck. Yeah. yeah, that's good point. But he, ah, Robin Williams. There are some things that are sacred, and I feel like you gotta say no to shit like that. It's so true. But then there's the other sort of aspect. Well, like it is a paycheck, and also it's not his fault that someone offered him a job. Like you know, I, I remember a friend of mine was in a production of Hamlet with Keanu Reeves, and everyone was really up in arms about it because they were like, Keanu Reeves playing Hamlet, really? Like he's so great as an action hero, but he's just not a Shakespearean actor. And my friend Rick was like, someone offered him a challenge, and he said yes to it. I think that's fucking cool. And he also worked his fucking ass off and was at the theater before and after everyone. And by all accounts, it was like really great but I remember Rick's point and he was like no you say yes to that shit why would you like what are you gonna say like no I'm not good enough or no I'm not gonna take that challenge so I think Will Smith like maybe set himself a challenge and you know whoops I took an L on that one he did take a fucking L <laughs> but you know you can't hate the guy for trying no I you're making a lot of good points today <laughs> full of good points I've been <laughs> hanging out with my mom and um you know, it's just making me think about like uh, a lot of stuff, and it's actually kind of good for me to be around her for a couple of days. So okay, yeah. Do you have New Year's resolutions? I do. What's twenty twenty for is you? Is it interesting for you to hear them though? Maybe not. Mm, I okay, mean, it involves, you don't have to say them. It definitely involves um, taking care of my body. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I definitely want to as we move toward going to South by Southwest in March. Like that's kind of my goal. Like I have a three month timeline of just feeling good in my skin, and I think that'll involve eating a lot of great food, um, like from that Thug Kitchen cookbook. Yo, that, that we vegan have. cookbook. Thank you. Another great gift you yeah. gave me. Yeah, I've been looking at their torta situation all day. Yeah. Try and put fuel back in me and they're just both just like when you hang out with matt and michelle like you look at their skin and 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 they're just like they're they just look healthy they look well yes and i don't doubt that that has to do with the fact that they eat beautiful vegan food all that's the time. easy to make yeah yeah so i want to eat really well and i want to like i don't know fucking meditate and do yoga and blah 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 i know but it's true i do um so those are my things but that should just be all lifetime not not necessarily new year's yeah, they say that it takes three days to make a habit into a lifestyle. Oh, I don't know if that's three I, days. No, what are they? I think it's they like say 60. something. I think it's sixty days. Whatever the day amount is, they say it. Hmm. What are your resolutions, Mike? Uh, not beat the shit out of myself for working, feeling like I don't work hard enough, um, and do a, have more balance in my life between work and hanging out. Yeah, I just don't fucking hang out ever. Ever. And I know that my work would be better. My life would be better. Opportunities would come more my way. Like everything would just be more filled out if I would just hang out. What do you think it is? Because you're so fun to hang out with. I mean, I feel guilty if I'm hanging out because it's like, oh, I should be writing a script or I should be like going to an open mic or I should be writing new material. Like anytime I'm hanging out, it feels like I'm not gonna get ahead and make all my dreams come true and that's just not true I, and then I feel guilty so I don't do it huh yeah so one of my big new year's resolutions is to like just hang the fuck out with people wow I fucking love that resolution it's hard it's really hard yeah because like you know do you feel it like anxiety bubble up when you are like just kind of chilling playing board games and stuff yep there's like a, a actual tension in your body because of it yep totally <sighs> Totally. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because um, I always have a great time mm. and I'm always like, oh, I should do this more. But then I don't. And I go right back to my old ways. So it's something that I'm really going to try to work on. Do you think you can set yourself an intention of like when you start feeling that tension bubbling up to like do a specific thing that will remind you just to stay in the moment and enjoy what's happening? Oh, I love that kind of device. Like a, That's a, a good box idea. box breath. Do you know what about is that? box breathing? No, no. Box breathing is where you sort of square the sides of it so that your inhale and hold and exhale and hold are all of the same amount of time. So if you inhale for three, hold for three, exhale for three, hold for three. 
Inhale for three. And so on. And that is, it calms wow. me so fast. Wow. I do it in traffic a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a wonderful thing to consistently just do that nobody even has to know you're doing yeah. to like level it out. If you could just get through 10 cycles of that, you know, you can excuse yourself to go to the bathroom or step outside for a second and just do that. It really does reset you. That's, I will do box breath breathing because I've never heard of that until just now, but it's going to work. Yeah, it's, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Right. Thank you. For cool. real. Like that'll be a big help because yeah, I, I, I need it and I know I need it to balance everything else out. Well, I'm excited to hang out with you. I'm excited just, to hang out you with know, you. Chill and like smoke weed and watch movies and shit. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Like that's what you, I should be doing way more of because everything else will come from that I'm, and I know it. I've had the most fun like getting high and going to the movies with you. It's been a blast. Remember when we got super baked and watched Aquaman? Hell yeah. It's one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> so good. It's perfect. By the way, everyone listening, please go see Richard Jewell. Um, my good, good friend, Paul Walter Hauser, is the lead in it. And if you are looking for something to do with the family over the holidays, if you're looking for those two hours where you don't have to talk and you just are looking for something to do before or after dinner just to like get through another night, Richard Jewel cannot recommend it enough and also you'd be supporting um some good homies of ours yeah i can't wait to see it just watching the trailer he is so fucking heartbreaking he's so good he's such a good actor and he's also going to be in the new 101 dalmatians coming out with emma stone he's i mean it's so incredible Paul's really special. And also, if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, listen to his interview he just did on Mark Marin. Um, he, his life has been pretty wildly fascinating. He's, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too into it. But yeah. like, if you're looking to get to know Paul on a personal level, it, that's a pretty honest interview. And if you can support him with your dollars, it would go a long way and mean a lot. Amazing. Mm-mm-mm. Um well, uh, should we get to the news? Oh my gosh! Before we yeah. get to our guests, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so the story this week is about um, how people are skipping sleep aids in favor of cannabis. So basically, there's a study that just came out, a scientific uh, study that was published in the December edition of Complementary Therapies in Medicine, that says. Um, People, the market share growth for sleep aids shrank with the entry of recreational cannabis dispensaries by more than 200%. So if people have access to legal cannabis, they will choose it over uh, pharmaceuticals. Fuck yes. Which I think we all knew, but now a study has come out to back that up. And yeah, it's fucking great. I'm going to be taking some serious edibles all week to be able to sleep while I'm, you know, with my family for the holidays and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much better. And every time I like can't sleep and I use something like weed to like help me get there. I wake up the next day. I don't feel groggy. I don't feel weird. I don't have crazy dreams that make me want to like kill myself like other people have had from sleep aids, you know, Mm -hmm. like, damn. Okay, good. I'm glad these studies are coming out that like prove what we already know. Yeah. It's uh, the whole story. If you want to read it is at marijuanamoment.net. And yeah, it's just great to keep seeing all of the clinical data come out. And like another, you know, reason why we need to legalize cannabis is so we can back it up with data and and, uh, clinical trials. Do you wear pajamas? I wear, yeah, I have like an assortment of pajama are you pajamas. a pajama fan? I mean, I like sleeping naked a lot too. Right, but not when not when I'm home for the holidays. S- skin pajamas? Oh God, <laughs> around your sister and mom, just yeah, no. walking around naked. No, I. Have Do you a- know anybody who was like a like a nude family? Um, no, I don't think so. Do you? No, but they're out there. I mean, sure. I mean, I used to you know vacation with friends, and we would all um, spend a lot of time at the beach naked. Yeah, but we weren't naked at the house. Right. Like yeah. you're not eating salad together with no. your fucking, my nuts are touching the chair. No. Well, I think that's a big thing at nudist colonies is that there are certain um, rules about like sitting on, you know, like you carry around a little chamois. Mm-hmm. So you put it down when you sit. I don't want to see anyone cutting a steak while their dick is wangling back and forth. You know what I mean? I don't want to see that knife and fork shimmy while your dick is too. Oh, wow. Ugh. Such an image. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just couldn't. <laughs> It was trapped inside my head, and I was like, if I don't say it out loud, it stays in here, and then it'll never escape. So I had to get it out. What did I just... I just read a tweet about uh, your dick touching the inside of the toilet bowl. Did you see that? No. Oh, it was so weird. It was like I... There was a tweet. It was a subtweet. Someone was like, I hate the feeling when I fart, and then the fart goes into my vagina. I don't even know. It was a very gross thread. But anyway, this other guy was like, I hate the way it feels when my dick touches the inside of the toilet bowl. Do you know what I was thinking? Because I just got a new iPhone 11. This this (laughs) ties in. It ties in. I was like, oh my God, 
these poor Apple store employees are like helping people with their phones and their iPads and computers all fucking day. Mm -hmm. And those are all definitely like toilet activities. Yeah. And I couldn't stop thinking. I was like, oh man, I would be wearing gloves if I was an Apple employee. Like I would be like wrapped up tight in a bubble because I'm not, I wouldn't be thinking about it, but like, yo, the germ warfare going on in Apple stores is out of control. Fucking crazy. Phones are disgusting. Disgusting. And I was just chatting with the gal who was in your Dunkin' Donuts commercial with you that we met at that party. Yeah. I can't remember her name, Nikki. Mm-hmm. And she works at an Apple store um, part-time, and she was saying that like, it's like, it gets violent in there. Like, one of her supervisors was punched out the other day. Oh my God. She was like, don't go to an Apple store over the holidays. Please just do us all a favor and stay home. She was like, you know, you can call in, you can order online line yeah don't go there don't go there yeah, it's full of germs and violent <laughs> that's crazy shout out to the apple store employees these fo- these people are like godsends yeah. doing the work i while i was there a uh a older person was yelling at the top of their lungs how many passwords do i need how many chains i need a cloud and i need an email and i need this how many when is it enough when are the passwords enough and i felt so deep inside me like a you so right too bad. Also, yeah, it's just how it is. It's how it fucking is. It's not the person you're yelling at's mm-hmm. fault. That person has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Talk to, you know, Steve Jobs. Or, well, whoever's <laughs> Take him in, up. Whoever's Knock on the casket. Charge now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fuck. So anyway, it's a, just to tie it in, I just wanted to like, yeah, shout out Apple store employees for handling people's shit phones all fucking day. Yeah. And all of the employees who are fucking working overtime this fucking holiday to get us all the stuff. So Could, thank you. Should we cancel Christmas? I mean. Is it? It's a lot to deal with and it's the most anxiety inducing time. I hate how I feel around Christmas. It changes me like Physically, metaphysically, like all my fucking cells are vibrating at an anxious level that I don't have the rest of the year. I feel you on that. I have a tension in my body too. I, I definitely, I just edited a piece that was about how cannabis can help restore the holiday spirit, and it was such a great idea and concept because the, the sort of opening paragraph is like, you know, holiday spirit and holiday cheer used to be the thing before the onset of like crass commercialism and Cyber Monday and Black Friday and all that kind of stuff, and like, where did it go, and how can we reclaim it and get off our phones and look at each other and sing carols together and enjoy being, you know, on toboggans and all that kind of stuff. And the idea was that cannabis can actually help you feel the newness again, which is a big part of the holiday spirit. Because when you were a kid and everything was new and exciting, that was such a, you know, an integral part of it. So that's beautiful because all weed with your family basically (laughs) and get off the internet. Love the thesis of that because literally all I do as I buy gifts is like, think about my bank account. Think about like you know, had I tre- treated myself better, I could just be using that money for you and I to go to Rome together or something. Let's instead go. of like, instead of being like, okay, but I have to buy a gift for this person because it's like technically appropriate and I it feels like an obligation. Like I hate all of it. I hate the commercialism <sighs> so much. So what you're talking about is like maybe I'm gonna smoke weed with my dad. Yeah, smoke weed with your dad. I'm gonna you know hang out and see if my mom maybe wants to take a little tincture. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe we'll all like. Take a couple puffs and go see whatever that movie is. Let's do it. Man, that would really reclaim the spirit of Christmas for me. Or the holiday season as a whole. Yeah, the holiday I'm, spirit. I'm missing the sparkle. Yeah. I'm burnt out as fuck. Yep. And I'm missing the sparkle. That would be so nice. Let's find it. And it really is the holiday spirit. Like, it's, you know, it's Hanukkah. It's Christmas. It's Kwanzaa. It's... Uh, the, I was just looking at, in this article, it was actually saying like all of the stuff that's happening around now, like there's the pagan winter solstice, there's also a really significant Buddhist holiday and a Hindu holiday. And like there's, you know, it really is the end of the year time for all cultures to celebrate and it doesn't have to be, you know, religious at all, but it should be maybe spiritual, you know? Yeah. Mindful. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of putting a big bow on a car just like put a little bow on a joint yeah and like but then put that in the driveway nice wouldn't that be fun you put like wet and salty (laughs) okay maybe not maybe a glass bowl just like a nice beautiful bong with a bow on it in the driveway yeah okay i like that look outside on christmas morning oh he got me a bong (laughs) i will say the best gift i've ever given was when i didn't know what to buy my family for christmas so i got an ice sculpture of a rocket ship that said NASA on it for the front yard of my parents' home. 
Um, I always post the pic every year. I'll, I'll post it on our IG. Yeah. But that's the best gift I've ever given was Christmas morning, uh, an ice sculpture of a uh, NASA rocket ship ending up on my parents' lawn. It's such a fucking great gift. It's <laughs> such a great idea. So fun. So unforgettable. Um, I know we've got to wrap up and get to Buds of, of the Week. And yeah. our, um, I just want to say real quick, uh, happy holidays, Mary Jane. I am so proud of the work we've done this year. And thank you, everyone, for listening to us as we go into 2020 and hopefully get to do some really cool things. Things that we don't even know we're going to do yet. Things that we... Oh, the things we don't know. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been such a kind of a marvelous year. Like when I look back and think we were in Alaska in April. We traveled all the way to L.A. from Alaska on that crazy tour that we did where we went to like the rainforest and we went to Groves and all that kind of stuff. And that feels like it was like a decade ago. Yeah. And that was really just like seven months ago. So I'm really excited to see what the new year holds. And I'm so glad that like everyone's rolling with us. Yeah, well, let's roll. Yeah. Um, who's your um, butt of the week this week? My butt of the week is um, my friend Sarah at Love Rumble on Instagram. Sarah and I used to work together in New York, and I don't know, she's just like one of the most interesting, solid, cool, lovely people who will also kick your fucking ass. She's a jujitsu um, black belt, whatever. She's like, yeah, she, don't fuck with her. Holy shit. Um, her style is fucking amazing. She's introduced me to some of my favorite people. Her baby is on the Huggies package because she had this kid who's so cute that he is a model. You know a famous baby? I know a famous baby. Wow. (laughs) Um, But Sarah's just, she's like a truly incredible person who warms my heart every time. Like we see each other and um, I love her. So at Love Rumble, you're my butt of the week, Sarah. What a good one. I can't believe you know a famous baby. I do. His name's Enzo. Oh my God, he's even cooler now. He's the cutest. Damn it. My butt of the week this week is Nelsie 1122 real name Brianna Gutierrez. She sent us, or maybe they go by they, so they sent us an awesome picture of a beautifully rolled joint, cookies, candy canes, a great Christmas tree, a fireplace lit, like the whole thing. Look at this picture. I know we posted it on our IG, but I want to show it again. It's the best. It's weed and grub holiday time. It's the it's. It's everything. Yeah. It's, it's it's the sparkle. Yeah. It's the holiday sparkle that I'm missing is in this picture. And it's like, treat your fucking self. Do it. So I just want to say thank you for the DM as you listen to our podcast and lit up that joint and ate those cookies. What a wonderful, wonderful time. So thank you, Nelsie1122. And you are my bud of the week. Delightful. Our VIBs? We've got guests. Very important, buds. So fun. The Sidework Podcast. Yeah. It's a dynamite podcast. Oh, oh, your phone started talking to you. That was crazy. Whoa, Siri. I set up the voice Siri thing on yeah. my th- phone. It was so weird. I was like, is someone else in the... What's it saying? Yeah, speak up, Siri. <laughs> it was so creepy. I wow. Oh, man. I don't know. What happened? They, <laughs> Siri wants to know more about the Sidework Pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Would you like me to play that for you, Michael? Crazy. <laughs> Sidework Podcast is awesome. It's uh, two homies who I knew in Chicago, Andrea and Brooke, and now we're all here in LA. Brooke, you might have seen on her show that she created, Hack My Life, on True TV. Um, her and Andrea together are just mad fucking funny we all used to work or still work or have worked in the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for a great podcast with super famous fucking guests i'm on it and then i was like (laughs) oh but henry zabrowski was before me wow right like yo what the fuck last podcast on the left um and it's just great tales from the service industry and they also have people write in on their podcast with their own harrowing tales it's bananas so we our uh that's our guest this week yeah is the sidework podcast and i just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast um i hope we did a good job on this one for all of you it was so fun the foodiest the funniest there are some pics of paninis that made me drool <laughs> we <laughs> had a great time and i'm so excited to drop this like as a holiday app because it's just yeah all about food and fun and it's real real nice so i hope everyone enjoys our interview with brooke and andrea hi everyone as you know, Mike and I love to travel and we love to check out new shops everywhere we go. Yeah. One of our favorite places to go is Vegas. What's up, Vegas? What up? Yo, life is beautiful. The Fremont experience. Any reason at all? Any, seriously, any reason at all. Do you want to go right now? Yes, let's go. Let's well, go. while we're there, we should go to, to our favorite dispensary, Euphoria Wellness. They were the first dispensary to open in Las Vegas, and they have won multiple Best of Las Vegas awards. Right? You open first, and you do it the best? Mm-hmm. Sign me up. I loved 
how when we got to Euphoria, the staff was super welcoming. So nice. And then check-in was super quick. And then the best part, you have an experienced wellness guide with you so they can walk you through the entire process and help you select the best products for what you need. And they have a huge selection of flour, edibles, cartridges, and tons more. And their house brand of flour, which is called Suma. So good. It's amazing. Yeah, Suma. Um, Yo, Suma. honestly, you walk in there, you go through check-in, and then you have a wellness guide walk you through, and then you get Suma. Yeah. Stop. That's so, so good. Check them out the next time you're in Vegas. Their website is euphoriawellnessnv.com. That's euphoriawellnessnv, like for Nevada, dot com. Yeah, and use our special promo code GRUB, and you'll get 10% off your next visit at the dispensary. Keep out of reach of children. For use only by adults 21 years of age and older. No other coupons or discounts apply. You did it like one of the... That yeah, sounded right? so good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Go to euphoria. Wellnessnv.com. On the way over here, I was using GPS Apple Maps to get here, and the woman uh, said to me, "In 1.5 miles, go fuck yourself." No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it said, "When 1.5 miles exit Highland Avenue, like instead of like uh, exit Highland Avenue, it was like exit Highland Avenue, like it went up in register instead of going down, so it sounded condescending as fuck to me. It's raining. It's raining. People are like out of sorts. The GPS, uh, yeah, yeah. You have a little tiny person in your car talking into a microphone. Yeah, it's like wish. get off here. Like that's what it sounded like. Do you do the voices? Do you change your voices up? Uh, no, I did back in the day, but like I don't fucking time for that shit anymore. You don't want Buzz I don't know. I don't need. I think yeah. I had Colbert for a while, but that was like years ago. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Just give me that factory setting. You, you know you what know I've what I mean? done. I've learned how to drive in the city without GPS. Thank you. Wait, so you got here to this place without GPS today? Uh, Most of the way I had to look where it was. But Mm -hmm. then when I got closer to West Hollywood, I was like, better start. But I saw that you were by Bar Lubitsch. And I come over here all the time. I used to for um, comedy. I don't do it anymore. But, uh, (laughs) you know. I don't know. If it's the first time I've been to a place, I usually just use it. Honestly, I lost my mind two days ago because I was driving Mary Jane and I to, I don't, it doesn't matter where it was headed, but I, she was like, just go left in two lights or something. I and said, I take just, a left on Western. Yeah. And I forgot because we blew the, past Western. the fucking map wasn't in front of my goddamn face. And I was like, can you just put it in the thing so Ooh, I don't have yeah, to pay attention see, anymore? We all have to get a little bit more confident, you know, because like this city's definitely broken me. Because it is really confusing. It's humongous. Why would you know where you're going? Everyone used to have to use that crazy book. with It was like, you know, spiral bound. Not even an atlas. It's it was a like LA, the very um, specific to LA book that you would get. Star Guide? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to get around is where mansions are? Exactly. That's wow, your... this predates my time in LA. But I would have loved and it. Yeah. I and love book. Because it was like, how is anyone supposed to know how to get to an audition or think about delivery people or just the anything? The Thomas Guide. The Thomas Guide. Yep. Thank you. So that's like ancient. It was kind of it was an atlas essentially, but like a but very for specific LA. LA atlas. So it's actually not a bad thing to have if the grid ever goes down and you don't know where the fuck you're going. Get Hell a yeah. Thomas guide. There's a thing in London where the black cabbies have to learn the city. Do you know about that? There's oh, I'm London sure. A to Just Z. the black ones. The bl- well, the black cabbies. <laughs> <laughs> It never ends. Well, if you're gonna it take never it, ends. If there's alley hoops all That's day. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Boris is nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. They have to pass a whole fucking nuts, nuts test where they like have to know the entire city with no without ever looking at a map, which I think is so. I love cool. it. I mean, fucking I, awesome. I really get off on knowing where I'm going for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I would. I feel like. I'm pretty good here in where I go most of the time and have a good like wrap around the city and I always know what direction I'm going in usually like but yeah I I would take that challenge let's create a reality show I love it called where you at go yeah (laughs) I just I try but then you get mad at me Mike (laughs) yeah because I like being dumb tell me what to do because I have like other things I said take a left on western (laughs) this this has become a personal pod (laughs) whoops so anyway Brooke do you want to say your name again oh sure hey Brooke Van Poplin that was nice. nice. This is better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are we talking about? Uh, side work podcasts, which is uh, Brooke and I's podcast that we do about being in the service industry, whether you've waited tables or bartended 
or bust or hosted um, anything having to do with being in the restaurant industry. And you've both been in said restaurant industry yeah. in different capacities? 15 years. Yeah, I'm about 12, I think, collectively. And then with Brian, uh, who is our sound engineer, and my husband, he did like 20. So collectively, we have a lot of experience between <laughs> us. Um, Brooke and I actually waited tables together for a while at a place in Chicago where we met. Is that where you two kissed? Met. Kissed? Did you kissed. say kissed? Where'd you meet? We met in an improv class, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, in Second City? Or it I. It was Love at First. Yes, I know. Oh, Andrea. <laughs> but yeah, our lives all, we all got very intertwined because it's like we all came from other parts of the Midwest to take classes. A lot of us were like flying blind in Chicago, just trying to get our tribes together. Brooke was like, You're my friend now. <laughs> like, that was kind of it's what. Like, my roommate's kind did. of a drip. She's like, uh, You're I, meeting me here tonight. And I did. And then there you go. And there we went. Yes. It's the best. It's the only way. Finding your people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So goddamn important. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally, we uh, started working together. We had a, a Sunday night show where Andrew would bartend. I was the waitress on the floor, and we would host a Sunday night open mic. And it was really fun because all the comedians would come in, but we were also serving them. But it's like between tables and them like I'd come up host do a quick set Andrea was being funny holding it down behind the bar and so yeah we we go way back that was like 2004 2005 yeah it was when a lot of the Chicago comics who have now got on to good and fun and big things were all kind of cutting their teeth too and you guys all met in, you met yeah in Chicago yeah, yeah. Mike? I don't Mike remember and I how. met uh when I was in through our mutual friend Aaron um who oh yeah we were in the, I was in the throes of doing like deep long form improv with that's right which i'm pretty proud of that work actually yeah um and that's where we met is at a show uh that was a female-centric comedy comedy variety show called the go-go show which we did on loft on lincoln which was home to the annoyance for a while remember yeah. and then like another class took it over that's right yeah Oh, wow. That was a great show. Yeah. The Go-Go show, it was very crowded, and mm-hmm. people were doing whatever the fuck they wanted on stage. Yeah, it was a really fun show. Damn. Thanks for the memories. You're welcome. For real. <laughs> That's so rad. Are no. you still a pickler? Uh, I do like to pickle. <laughs> hey, girl, you still pickle? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute, because I'm doing... Uh, I'm, I'm on keto right now, so... Um... <laughs> I love the idea that Mike would like slide into your DMs like, hey girl, you still pickling? Hey girl, you still pickling? <laughs> so, I have a really cool pickling and fermentation book I can loan you if you're really into it. I like it a lot right yeah. now. Kombucha and that kind of Yeah, it's got all that fun. The mother. You can like, you can like, yes. you can like pickle milk. I'm pretty sure there's a pickled milk recipe essentially or fermented milk. I think it's, you okay. kind of make your own um, condensed milk. Ooh. Like from scratch. That's what I'm into. I think I like the idea of just like the basic things that are in a grocery store that you could do, like a pickle or like condensed milk. I think those kind of like bases are kind of what I'm interested in. I mean, in I'm the kind of person that will make like a quick brine, like one, 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 which is like water, sugar, uh, and vinegar. Throw half a jalapeno and red onion in there. So I always have pickled spicy red onions on hand to put on everything. And then like if I'm going to do something like Asian, I'll throw carrots and radish and cucumber in there really quick and then just kind of keep the brine going for like a month Mm. until it's till it's done you know but you can get a lot out of it but i feel like you're the kind of person who everyone is like you should do a farmer's market you should open a stand <laughs> should like, I open what are a you stand? doing like I don't a truck know. yeah um I, yeah i mean i think i could do it i just i feel like there's so many things i could do as far as and diving into the culinary world world professionally would be so fun it's just like yeah it's so much fucking work right um, you do a pop-up, though. It's true. My, pop-up. My sister and I kind of always had dreams of, like, having a breakfast lunch place that we Ooh. did. And so we've created menus in our head. One specifically uh, specifically would be having leftover pizza um, that you could either get, have cold or reheated. And that would be, like, your options on the menu. Yeah, where the fuck is that in my life? Uh-huh. <laughs> cold pizza? And cold like- pizza. That'll be $17, please. I like, I like the idea that... I like the idea that you what don't even life? make it. It's just Dominoes that's been sitting there, and you're yeah. like, fourteen ninety nine. I mean, isn't, isn't that such a fucking great idea for like a breakfast menu? Yeah, item. Just like cold pizza. Yeah, I prefer it cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also I had cold fried rice the other day, and I was like, why doesn't everyone make this all the time? Perfectly greasy. The peas mm. popped in my mouth. It was yes. awesome. Yes. Yes. I do not mind cold foods. Yeah, I Not prefer at all. cold foods. Mm. Sometimes I will wait for them to get cold. Mm. I like a room temp mm. sometimes, whereas like I will go to like a like a something left over, 
and then it's cold and then I'll take it to work to eat and then I'll purposely like leave it sitting on the counter um, until it's just about to harbor back to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when it's when it's it just moves a little across the table. Your immune really. system is Once amazing. It starts, if it's you, you set a ruler next to it. You know what I mean. If it's if it's gone less than five inches, it's still consumable. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, and I just I like a I like a room tempy vibe as well. Yeah. I mean, food's fucking delicious and good, and cooking it and going out to get it, all the whole ceremony of it is really amazing. Too hot is not good. It's straight off, like soup, straight off the stove. It's like it hasn't oh, had a chance to deepen um, the flavor for yeah. it to all really gel it and congeal. It, it needs, needs a minute. It needs an overnight. It's always better the next day, but just having it cool down. You, when it's fl- anything that's flaming hot, you cannot register the flavor or the taste. Cheeto, which is actually that's flaming hot. Flaming yeah. hot Cheetos destroy your palate. Um, Takis are my new thing that destroy are fucking a dope. The crunch, the spice, the corn. I can only have like a handful. There's um, uh, the Trader Joe's version of Takis. Have you had those? No. They're pretty fucking good. They're limey. They're not as caked. Because Takis are nuts. (laughs) Too much. Not for you? No. Too much sensation? Just too Too salty. Too much. I Too fucking much, yeah. love salt. I love sour. I love all the fake citric acid and weird chemical powders on it. And even then, you're like, Jesus Christ! I feel like sour cream. Oh yeah, a nice you crema. Need to cool it. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe a little avocado crema. Pop up shit. Um, going back to hot things, I got an instant pot. Talk about fucking bonkers hot food. Jesus Christ, <laughs> on a stick. Like I made this delicious soup in it, but it took like. Like I poured a bowl after it had been open for a while, and I swear to God, it like it took another twenty minutes for it to just cool down to be like palatable. That is how hot liquid gets in an instant pot. Who are these people who send soup back in restaurants to be hotter? People who just don't right? feel any feelings. The anymore. elderly. I mean, let's yeah, just be what's honest. Up with those this old is a, it, well, you lose mm-hmm. you lose so much. Like your nerves really do just start to die uh, as you age. Like that's why it's like coffee can't be hot enough, soup can't be hot enough, food. You you are losing sensation because you are inching toward the grave, um, which is it's just the truth. But yeah. downstairs, everything's full throttle. Yeah. Wait. So is this what you would say as a server when I, they're like not hot enough, and you're like, well, here's the thing. I. But I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> used to tell a joke though but like this woman had sent her coffee back two times and I'm like this could I mean this is straight out of the drip you know that like the bun burner and uh I as a joke just to be mean because I was sick of her I had one of the um line cooks fucking put in a pot and boil it and I served it to her bubbling and she was like gope and didn't even flinch and was like perfect and I'm like oh my god what Yo. the? And then a demon. bunch of blood started pouring out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now that's good coffee. <laughs> I was like, she's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> I love that that's the witch test. <laughs> Boil the coffee. <laughs> Put it in the cauldron. If it's bubbling, bubbling, toiling, probbling, she's a witch. If she takes it witch. down in one gulp. Burner, <laughs> but we can't. We it's can't. True. She loves it too much. Yeah. It's too hot. It Wait, only we all... makes her stronger. <laughs> <laughs> What's our coffee situation? We all have some. Uh, uh, this is just a cup of black coffee. Mm-hmm. That's all I drink every day. Uh, is that? Does anyone agree with that, or do you need? To, I had like, my make your life different. Had like... had my phase for sure. Black coffee was a time in my life. Mm-hmm. I like my dairy. Yeah. I like my. What's that? Uh, this is just. Uh, French pressed, uh, America. Uh, I think it's just an intelligentsia blend, mm. probably an El Diablo. Um, and then I've actually moved to. <laughs> I know, dude, it's a thing. Um, I was doing just straight espresso for a while, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Americanos a lot. My, my it's less acid for my stomach, which is good. Uh-huh. But this I do a finer grind now for my French, which I feel like then I could use less coffee and get a deeper brew. I know. Like, <laughs> I know, guys. 
And then because of keto, I do heavy whipping cream, which is fucking delicious. Ooh. So you get like the sweet, creamy goodness. And just like, I don't like sugar in my coffee because for me, like cream is like sweet and beautiful enough. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to do nut milks lately and I just can't find one that works for me. You got it. You got to move over to barista blend oat milk. It does not have the nasty ingredients that other oat milks have. Nasty. Nasty. Mm. Uh, It's very delicious and it has the viscosity mm-hmm. it can stand up to the coffee like cream does yep uh where nut milk is a bunch of bullshit you're just pouring brown liquid on top of your hot brown water and Doesn't it work. just it's disgusting yeah the only nut milk in my life my husband makes or he's like do a oh damn <laughs> Like, but I, I sit here and we are laughing at how, not, and we'll, we'll definitely get to my it's coffee also a and your coffee in a moment. But uh, I, over the holidays, was out of control. Like, I had no control in my coffee situation because I was a guest. And to go over to some place that they, oh, God, the, Keur- the like Keurig. S- oh, oh, The yeah. Keurig. Keurigs are and it, trash. But yeah. they, they did the healthier step up where they push it through the refillable filter. But then I think it was like poorly ground Folgers. It tasted like nothing. I don't even think Folgers are technically like ground. It's like they're crystals. They're crisp. It's weird, but it was something where I'm like, oh no. Like I already knew. I was like trying to figure out how to work around the machine, make it stronger, make it have a taste. And then when you go in the fridge and it's like no half and half, just mm, diet French vanilla carnation. and Oh yeah, like a coffee mate situation uh, that's sugar free. Which so it was like, I was just like, oh, I hate you guys. So yeah. like I tried to drink half a cup to be polite and then I waited hours while we were out and about like poking around in consignment stores in Palm Springs and I was just fully like, Hey guys, I'm sorry to be um a little uptight, but uh I really need some coffee and they're all like, Well, did you not get enough this morning? And I had to and I had to be like, Oh, I'm just um I'm just getting a migraine. It's You're weird. Like, uh, I'm not- I had plenty. <laughs> I was it's trying tough. not like yeah, and then when you get sucks. into this like sh- where you're like, I just <laughs> I just like drink espresso at home, you know? So it's tough. My in-laws do, don't coffee well. Neither does my family. I love them, but they fuck it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like so the lucky. color of tea. Like they put oh, barely any ground. That's what I drank. That's what I drank. It was just so. I was like, "You guys need to fill this up." And I'm like, "Whoa, that's a bit strong, isn't it?" I'm like, "No, that's like coffee, motherfuckers. Like, what are you doing? I'm not here to like sip water that tastes brown." But I got after my dad. I was like, "You're the person who turned me into a coffee snob." And then you watch all your fucking boomer parents love their Keurig, and I got after them. And I was like, "You throw out so much trash per cup of coffee when honestly all." you need is a bag of beans which you could recycle over and over again and then you've got your grinder you've got hot water and you've got a french press you dumb dumb and they just love shit that you can throw out the more packaging the happier a boomer is <laughs> and or a younger brother named matthew because <laughs> we- yeah it's not just boomers dude. i know but it is a lot more it, it, it is a universal thing waste <laughs> I, I was at there was like christmas last year and my brother used to live in st louis where i grew up he moved now but um we we were at his home and he decked it out. We were having dinner. And instead of just pulling out all the plates in his kitchen, he got plastic silverware, a plastic tablecloth that was festive, oh, pla- like paper plates and all of this. And I was like, what are you doing? We're in your kitchen. He's like, yeah, but I wanted it to be nice. And I was like, we're just like throwing away all this plastic <laughs> after putting queso dip on it. Uh-huh. What's happening? I would have done your dishes, man. Right. That's what family's for. Yeah. It's like if you guys cook, then we're the B team who cleans or whatever. Totally. It's, yeah. There's it's also like, an escape so I can get the fuck away from you. I can just go be in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. Thanksgiving this year, I was like, this is the only way I'm going to stay awake is by cleaning. Do the dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to anyone that way. <laughs> but yeah, that whole convenience thing. We'll just put out paper plates and single use everything. And there's a time and a place. I get it. I have a little bit of that stuff on hand. Sure. Condoms. Um, Yeah. 100%. But it's. Yeah, it's I am becoming so much more allergic uh, to just watching how much waste happens. I try not to go to Starbucks anymore. Um, and when I do now, my, my deal with myself is I have them put iced coffee in my refillable Nalgene, my little mini one. Mm-hmm. And, and then but then you are sitting there watching everyone. You know who pisses me off the most are people who get their drink their holders. drink 
they drank their drink holder and then they asked for a vente iced water. Everyone walks out of there with the giant plastic cups filled with vente iced water. It's like, get a water bottle, you fuck. I really want to push Starbucks that they should be like, no, you can bring in a, you can bring in a container. They have, they have said you can buy there that's like reusable. But, but like while they allow people to just walk out with giant cups, like everything is already single use with your coffee. I mean, like Starbucks could change the world if they made people bring their mugs in and mm-hmm. other, because the waste they alone generate. And I mean, it's multiple businesses, but Starbucks is the most egregious um, because I think they're the most present right now. And Dunkin' Donuts finally made their cups recyclable because they were styrofoam. Those were just going into the trash. Holy shit, I forgot that they were styrofoam for so long. Yeah, yeah. styrofoam and plastic, baby. I mean, Damn. there's been a good handful of times I've walked out of a dispensary and been like, what the fuck do I need all this packaging? Ah, and that's all because of the law. The, law. the reg- California cannabis regulations. The because Bureau before of it was control. like you'd have to get that recent that plastic bag right mm-hmm. and then we had a fine collection of those at home and we try and bring it back when we remembered and i think we tried to take them back a whole stack and they were like oh we don't want those you know and so now it's great because it's just a paper sack that stuff goes in right but yeah it's so much packaging it yeah sucks. and at all of the consumption lounges and stuff like that like, yes you were telling us this problem yeah oh that's right on the side like, on at, sidewalk yeah. right like everything has to be like so if there's cannabis cheese you were saying it's they're basically like craft single type because yeah. everything has to be Is packaged somebody, are people really making cannabis cheese like, like cheese that gets you high i would eat the fuck out of it if so I, I just, probably would too. That would be more fun. Fondue, a hundred milligram fondue with friends. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I bet there's some cannabis nut cheese out there. Nut oh, cheese, yeah. weed nut cheese. Probably. I just like saying nut cheese. Me too. <laughs> I took a photo of nut cheese at the store the other day, and it was like, oh, <laughs> 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 cracks me up every time. Me too. <laughs> I mean, people do egregiously. I always see this all over Instagram, all over the the globe or the country with my friends everywhere people every couple months someone crops up there's a picture that crops up of dump meals you know the <laughs> yeah the cookbook the cookbook yeah you know this dump meals no. dump a bunch of stuff into a pan and you cook it to dump meal but it's called dump meals wow. or like dump cooking or something like that i made like a that. dump cake i know uh, what it is so i know what a dump cake that is. is in the wheelhouse okay all right okay <laughs> You were already there and you didn't even know it. I've, yeah, I've been to Iowa. I know. <laughs> Home of the dumps. Dump cake. But yeah. Dump. I yeah, love Iowa it. is the dump culinary capital of the world. Yes, it is. Welcome to the dump. <laughs> dump Des Moines. <laughs> well, since you were curious, I'm drinking an Americano. <laughs> oh. I'm, I also, I'm an Americano. I was going to say how lucky I am with my coffee game at Christmas because my sister, and I'm so spoiled, but she usually wakes me up with coffee, and she does this crazy thing where she heats Aww. mug, heats Aww. milk in the mug, and then zizzes it with a little frother. Those are so fun. Ooh, those and are then fun. pours coffee, and so it's like a little latte. That's what I liked in Italy yeah. when you would like if you wanted cream in your coffee or your or your espresso, they would be like, "Do you want me to heat that up?" And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> Pink, well, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Has everyone here been to Europe except me? You oh, might have. Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I forgot. Where, though? But Sounds where have like you been? Had a great time. Uh, I lived there for six years. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Like, that would be. <laughs> um, well, I went to, I was in Paris with my dad, and we visited a couple really cool spots for like 10 days. Um, but. Really, what I was trying to drive at was on your podcast when I was on it, we talked about a panini that you had while you were in Italy. Yeah. And I would just love to talk a little bit more about paninis. Yeah, man. So panini, uh, I should find a a photo of this panini, first of all. So the panini I had was uh, at a place in Florence, which there's paninis all over Florence, called Al Antico Vinayo, uh, um, which they just had a pop-up here, what? apparently, which it's over. But they're like the big famous one, and that's the place where everybody's like, go here, go here, go here. Um, so I don't have 
my specific photos because my phone, Ate like it. my touchscreen just stopped working in Cinque Terre. So like we had to switch the SIM card to Brian's phone. And then I was like, give me that phone. Like I'm taking photos with it. I took it over, but I will just show you guys like that's kind of what ah. happens. What the fuck? So you've got your focaccia, your crusty bread, and they put like all these crazy meats on it. And then there's stuff like cheese and avocado cream and like fucking insane delicious. That's the dream sandwich. That's what I picture when I picture a dream sandwich. Oh, man. It was. That's like cat's delicatessen level. thing. Oh, Christ. It was so good. Like, I mean, just like the meat spilling out of it. Oh, man. That makes me want a Jersey Mike. Yeah, right. So. I, the one that we got that I liked the most, I think, was like salami prosciutto. Then it had the, it had like an artichoke cream spread on it, and we rolled into Florence um, from Cinque Terre, and then we had uh, reservations to go see David. Um, you heard of him, right? You heard of David, the statue, David. Um, oh. <laughs> Chang, and we hadn't eaten because it was like the plan was like get the panini, and so we go, and the line was quite long. Um, and everything moves very efficiently and very quickly in Italy, by the way. Shit is like you just go and fascism works, yeah. You think like you're like this is gonna take forever, and then you're happy and you're in and out of there like 15 minutes. Um, and it was beautiful. It is a very rowdy, very popular spot though, so like you go and you're kind of pushed through, and everybody's like, What the fuck do you want? They keep hurting you through, but then you're happy and you have this giant delicious like probably eight like seven by seven like square of bread filled with like meat and cheese um and it costs like seven fucking dollars you know um and so we sat and ate some of it like on the sat down on the street and ate some of it and then we had to go so we were then we were like speed walking while (laughs) eating it but it was fucking awesome it was definitely like yeah and i'm not a huge panini fan generally too pressed um not even like two, maybe, I mean like a Cuban, like I fucking love a Cubana, which is technically a panini in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but this is different. Like when in fucking Italy, just stuff your face with all the things. That's mm. just what you do all day, right? It's like a, almost porny, like sandwich porny. It was pretty porny. We had this like, uh, like porchetta sandwich one night too in Rome when I was real drunk. Um, that was also really, really good that I just like, just fresh made porchetta and it was late at night, but they'd like just pulled it out and they shaved it and they were just like feeding us the handfuls before they made the sandwich, which was really good. What? Mm-hmm. That's what you see in movies. That was the night we didn't pay for our food because they're like, ah, oh, here's your food. Like, and then like a, a big drunk group came in and we were like, Hey, we should pay you. And they're like, no, 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 you already paid. And we're like, no, we really haven't. They're like, you already paid. <laughs> And we were like, okay, wee! <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. What a dream. Yeah, off to bed. Just having like porky, yummy dreams. <laughs> hey guys, sorry, a little spoiler here. Andrea's been hovering over a photo of Cazio a Pepe on her phone. I feel like she's I about just, to. Well, I wasn't hovering, but like I was going to show you <laughs> this. Because if you guys want to look at Italy food photos that I actually do have on my phone. Um, this is a bowl of cacio e pepe. Oh my god! Will you send that so we can post it? Yeah, on man. Our IG? This is a like, pretty famous cow. spot uh, in Trastevere. Um, that is called Roma Sparita, and Bourdain went there. Um, and I think like David Ching maybe visited too on a show, but um, it comes in a Parmesan cheese bowl that they like formed, and then it's oh, the made of pepe. cheese. You're yep, mm-hmm. it's a vessel. What the hell? And it's fucking awesome. It looks like Colombian drug lord pasta. Yeah, pile of drugs. And you think just cheese? Yeah, yeah. I remember that's a pile of drugs. We fucking fucking got there, and it was like it was like our first meal out when we got there, and we wanted all the things, and we got like we got prosciutto, and we got um, stuffed zucchini flowers, which like I'm be warned, zucchini flowers that are stuffed and fried in Rome or like in Italy usually have an anchovy in them. So just be if you're not an anchovy person. Just know that they're in there. Um, but we got there and I wanted all the things. And Brian, we got the Cacio e Pepe and then we got a Namachachana. And then I was like, Brian's like, should we get two? I'm like, I don't know. Should we get two? Is that crazy? And their server was like, uh, no. And I was like, we were like, yeah, we shouldn't get two Cacio e Pepe's. And we shouldn't get three pastas, essentially. Um, you're like, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't get three pastas. Totally. We totally. Thanks for talking inside of it. And then we were fine, of course. Or we were spitting, you know. And when you want all the things... And then I went to the, I was waiting in line to go to the bathroom and our surfer like looked at me and he was like, did you want another cacio e pepe? And I was like, fuck you, dude. Oh. It was kind of shitty and condescending, but 
I didn't. I should have been like, yes. Yes, thank you very much. I'll take it all by myself right there. It was weird, though. I I got food shamed recently at the Hollywood Improv. I had ordered a pizza, and I was sitting at the bar by myself, and this guy came up behind me, and he goes, oh, nice. Good job. What? And I was like, are you fucking pie shaming me right now? Like, he was like, well, you know, like, I'm not a little lady or anything, but he was just, like, (laughs) astonished that any woman sitting by herself would order an entire pizza. Oh, my God. And I was like, fuck you, and then I ate the whole thing. Smiles. Good. <laughs> You're like, I hate that. Mama's hungry. What? Yeah. It's like okay. so don't, unwarranted. Don't comment on my food choices. Fucking, like, maybe he was just like, nice. That looks good. Mm, no, he was just like, unreal. You know the tone? It, what, mm-hmm. You sure it wasn't a stone? Like, nice. Mm. It was like, no, it was like a condescending. Like, oh, no, I've no. like never, I mean, that really in Italy wasn't like the, the first time I've ever experienced any sort of like food shaming when I've been out. Like, here, Mike and I were talking about how like going out to eat here and splurging is different than like when we lived in Chicago because it was just easier and maybe a little less expensive and everything was so fucking good everywhere. Absolutely. Um, mm. But you know, you'd go with like your friends and you'd be like, we want this and this and that and this and that and this. And everybody would be like, good. And they, your server would like fucking high five you. And they'd be like, you're about to have the best experience. Yes. I remember Long Man and Eagle was that for us. We would just like cover the table in plates. Yeah. And just rotate around it like savages. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find. Chicago is special. You guys should take a trip there and go eat a bunch of stuff. Because they're le- I mean, January 1st, it's all recreational. legalized there. So cool. I've so never been. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. You guys should go. Wait till the spring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait till but, like May. Yeah. yeah. May 1st through third yeah exactly <laughs> that's when the weather is gorgeous <laughs> june june is the sweet spot for mm-hmm. me um yeah i tried um my first ever um uh monty which is an armenian Dude, monty is a shit i don't yeah. know what it is it's an armenian dumpling oh i personally have had the turkish version a homemade uh my friend's mother makes but it's, it is it's a just it's a dumpling typically filled with spiced beef or lamb Ooh. um steamed or fried like a momo um maybe have you ever had Tibetan momos? Oh, it could be very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so this one is the one I always have. It's a, it's a steamed dumpling, mm, um, spice lamb, and then you top it with garlic, yogurt, oh. and a paprika butter. Yep. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Stuff it in my I'm face. Show you, I'll show you. Cover and show. Yeah, but they're all over it. There's a place like you Amazing. can get like Monty on your pizza. Like Little Armenia is full of all this stuff. And even like further out to the stretches of like La Cañada and like that whole area. Um, you know, the thing about Brooks talking about that with like brand is like, I think that that is like the LA vibe is like, don't ever judge a neighborhood by like the wonders of culinary delight that could be just around the corner because we're like the we're like the home of like the strip mall amazingness here. That's just it. Is in the Midwest, a strip mall is just gonna basically have your Taco Bell, Baskin Robbins combo or whatever, yeah. and so you just learn that like oh that's just definitely gonna be trash food if it's a strip mall, and that's where some of the best food is. I think in that was LA. Jonathan Gold's kind of whole mission when he yeah. was oh. writing when he went just right down Pico, which yep. was probably like so many strip malls that he popped into. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like us doing this episode is a little bit carrying on the tradition of what he was trying to do because he is no longer with us. So it's like totally. if we can shout out all of these places and Absolutely. celebrate the food that we're doing. I mean, San Gabriel is like all fucking strip mall food there. Have you guys done a little tour, like a little dumpling tour? Nope. Have you gone to Mama's Lou? What the fuck? We'll go. We'll, we'll go and hit some places. Like if you guys haven't done San Gabriel yet, there's there's definitely like top lists of like dumplings. There's uh, if you haven't had Szechuan over there yet, like there's all sorts of places just to hit, and then you can kind of like dive deeper and find your your better stuff. But like there's a whole fucking universe you haven't even tapped into, and if you haven't been over there, it's just like nothing is in English. It's just like it's just like Chinese in, insanity, and it's so fun. Mm. I mean, I would say the same thing about Koreatown. It's just like how could you ever in your whole life, like get through all the restaurants in such a condensed area that is Koreatown in the city. Yeah, and the best is seeing like the line of people who are regulars and being like, okay, that's the place I need to go. Because there are so many restaurants, it's overwhelming. And there are like restaurants that only do one specific thing. Um, uh, Yeah, there's like Like a- Like a hot pot. I had my first hot pot. And oh, it's at Beverly Soon Tofu? Holy shit. That place is Have shit. you done like the Mapo Galbi place? Uh-uh. It's just like a chicken kind of hot pot stir fry. And it's like, it's like spicy chicken sauteed with like daikon and a bunch of veggies. And they make this big bubbling cauldron. 
of like almost a kind of a stir fry chicken. And then you can get fucking cheese melted on top of it and noodles put into it. And then you eat it and eat it and eat it. And then when you're done, they come and with all the drippings, they make kimchi fried rice for you. This sounds like a witch test. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) If you can eat that, you're definitely a witch. Witch Stay room for kimchi rice after you're so stuffed already. I love this because I constantly think about leaving LA, even though I love it here. And I'm like, oh, I could open up that restaurant back in St. Louis and be a millionaire. I've thought about that too. I mean, there's, but I also think that there's, there's essentials that LA is really missing at the same time. And maybe they exist. Go on. So far away. I mean, basic things for me. I don't know. Like, I know everybody loves a good, like, L.A. hot dog, but I wish there was, like, better hot dog options generally. Yes. Or, or sausage, specifically. Yes. Like, I don't think sausage in this town is that fucking good. Have you been to the Alpine, uh, what's it called? Alpine House or Alpine? There's, like, a German beer garden of some sort. It's not the worst cooch place that's, like, in the Arts District, which I still haven't been to, so I'm sure that place is delicious. Mm. I don't know what the Alpine place is. I had I'll, a friend check it out. who had told me about it when I moved here, and I still haven't been, but I know it's very German, and they like an Oktoberfest and a whole sausage situation cool. with a beer garden. And I like a German Love. like vibe in Oktoberfest. I just want like uh, like a good bra. I don't need the umpapa like going along with it. I just want to be able to get like a good fucking bra at a place that's not a whole like German scene and like walk out the door with it. You Hell know, yes. half Brooke, what is that? This is Monty. This is a we got a fucking to go tray of Monty. And ours is uh, ours was it's fried pastry dough served like open with and so then you get the hot yogurt soup and tomato soup on the side and you dip and you do spoonfuls with the dumpling in it and that's just a yogurt initial M for Monty. (laughs) I showed you that right. (laughs) I've seen it. So crazy. Those are beautiful. They're so inexpensive and you can sit and you watch uh, the grandmas just hand make all the Monty for the day. Any dumpling, I'm just like. Gimme, yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, and like Dintai Fung is on brand, and that is like one. Like if you don't want to travel far, Dintai Fung has the best soup dumplings. It's so <gasps> yummy. Have you not been? No. It's what really the fun. fuck? Dude, I don't know. I eat pizza from Newman's because I love charities. Get off my back. What does that mean? I eat pizza from Newman's because I like cherries. What it's is- a frozen pizza company charities. and I just eat. Oh, charities. Yeah. I thought you said cherries. I just got defensive. God. Sorry. I was like, what? Like Paul Newman? Yeah, Paul okay. Newman frozen pizza. I'm no, just, I don't I'm know what surprised. that is. It's um, it's actually, it's Taiwanese mm-hmm. um, cuisine and it's a soup dumpling. So it's a... Uh, uh, XIO. I always forget how to say it. Like oh yeah, bong, jiao bong, yeah. Um, but it's a a dumpling and it's filled with hot broth and like pork mm. and it's steamed. It's a soup Shit. dumpling. It's a soup dumpling. A soup dumpling is mm-hmm. like God's. It's God's. You'll flip your lid. Yeah. You'll flip your goddamn lid. It's all about doing like the deep vinegary and a little bit of spice sauce yeah. that then you like you dip your spoon in. And a vinegar and, and a spice together. And, and then a little squirts. ginger. We got to get you because some dumplings. The dumplings are so savory, but then the sauce is what every good show and cook talks about. The acidity cuts and brightens the fatty meat inside and brightens the whole thing. I it eat, is I eat so dumplings. fun. Like I could eat right. I mean, I'm not right now. I'm getting ramen for lunch. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, Everybody who's listening is starving. I'm fucking starving. Come to LA and eat all the food here, everyone. There's so much to do. Did we talk enough about weed? Yeah, we We talked so much about grub. That's what this is. Oh, good. Yeah, it's it's just a hang. Cool. It's all about the hang. Um, So, can we do some plugs really quick? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, Home address. Yep. Home address and um, where you hide your second key Perfect. in case you lose your first. <laughs> Great. Uh, so you guys, I live in Troy's number six, uh, <laughs> on, which is a great charbroil classic California burger drive through I really, I do actually stand by Troy's like, number six. You can find me chilling at Salsa and Beer. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, those are actual landmarks very close to where we live. Yep. So we're not even fucking around. No. But I'm not giving you my actual address. Um, so you can just check us out at Sideboard Podcast uh, on Instagram. That's pretty much if you want to, if you're a waiter or 
a server or bartender, if you have any sort of like story you'd like to tell us, you can always send us a server submitted story and um, message us there. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on the Himalaya app if you download it. Uh, if you guys do want to send any server submitted stories, it's like bad customers, crazy coworkers, just any shenanigans. Mike read some of them with us. They're really fun. The martini, the dirty martini story <laughs> is fucking insane. And the guy who... The, the cook who strained the cabbage for the egg rolls in the mop bucket. <gasps> this was in Chicago. So definitely go check out the food scene there. Um, <laughs> it's top notch. But people, it's the funny, like you can write in anything and tattle on all the, the funny nastiness that happens in your restaurant. We just read one uh, earlier this week where this girl, this waitress sent in a story about this horrible couple where the guy ordered and he goes, yeah, fuck me up with some lobster mac. That's how he ordered it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about how about you fuck me up with that lobster mac. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, I think if anything, we're just, we're, we are like a great community and show to listen to if you are just like ever have been a part of a culinary, a restaurant team and just the vibe and the camaraderie you have with that and the insanity that goes along right. with it. Right, I think our statement is uh, chefs get celebrated ad nauseum as do, you know, franchise and business owners get all the attention. Those of us who put on the apron and serve your dumb fucking food get no glory and this is a place for you. We see you. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's Can you hear so much. Yeah, I guess now that you said that that's your stomach, I can. Yeah. So <laughs> Time hungry. for lunch? Time for lunch. Great. Uh, every, after every episode. Oh, I, and like, I bought a bag. I bought a bag of Camino edibles. Uh, Those are good. Yeah. Those are awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Cosign. Um, <laughs> thank you both for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. This is so fucking You guys are awesome. Please come back. Okay. Anytime. Right. I have to say really quick. I like We my, owe you a my podcast. My dog accidentally bit me, which is fine. And then yesterday when I was coming in, uh, where my dog bit me, I it's the door stabbed me right in that area. So oh, I, like I have a double injury. Damn. So uh, and it's your middle finger. Yeah. One well, your fuck you finger got okay. fucked. Yeah, I'll be okay. Well, this finger got fucked up on Thanksgiving, but it's healing. Did you slice your finger with a knife knife? Oh yeah, I grated I grated my finger and I. Anyway, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you all for listening. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It only takes a second and goes such a long way. You can follow us on Instagram at Weed and Grub. Go to weedandgrub.com. I don't know. There's nothing really updated there, but that's our website if you want to get to know us a little bit more, yeah? Yeah, and if you want to send us any of your weird weed or food stories, write to us at weedandgrub at gmail.com. That's it. And hit Mary Jane in her DMs with a whisk pick. Big fat whisks. Bye, everybody.